time it is. It is time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay! Happy Monday. Oh, my word. It's so good to be with you. Uh, it's great. It's great to you have know, you. Anytime I can be talking about hopeful stuff, like about money with, with somebody with not one but two PhDs, yeah. I'm, I'm in good space. I, I try to make a habit in life to not get advice from somebody more messed up than I am in that particular area. That's true. And that's a good rule of thumb. It's a great rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're taking, you know, somebody didn't have to have it all together. They just better, like, they better be in better shape than me. If I'm getting health, they better have, if you you're know, getting health advice, better relationship than that. Yeah. That's the area, whatever it is. And so you have dedicated a big chunk of your life to understanding trends, inflation, the central mm-hmm. banks, government, history, politics, and how they all merge together. And theology where we are right now. And theology, because there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's kind of, kind of some God stuff involved in this as well, that people, you know, there's no, no atheist in a, in a, in a, in a stagflation. So, <laughs> so we're so thankful to be able to bring you and connect you with, with our audience and, and honestly with ourselves, you know, we got, we got note cards. These, see, these are blank. That's because not gonna be. this is a show where we take in information. <laughs> Sweet. Excited to learn. Well, I'm, I'm glad to, to talk and you can write down whatever you want, but, <laughs> but you know, it, it, you know, so what you said, or just in a little bit is I read this book by TD Jakes and, and in it, he said, never take any advice from somebody who doesn't have dirty shoes. Meaning, you know, you have these people with fancy suits, big, fancy alligator shoes, right? They they haven't seen it. They haven't experienced life. And he was talking about um, a life coach, right, who hasn't been through the war, been through a desert, you know, telling you how to live, right? It's like, don't don't listen to people like that. You you always have to learn from people who have who have, you know, had to fall down, pick themselves up, learn how to do it, still be positive around it. But but this is where we are in the in the markets right now because people um, there's a lot of people that are saying a lot of things on on the internet right and yep. it's like you never know who to believe and this is where mm. where God tells us to have wisdom to have discernment not believe everything that you have test the prophets right He tells us all of mm-hmm. these things and and really what it boils down to me is any any time we make a decision it's a leap of faith it's a choice right and we're hoping that our decision is right. But for me, what I try to do is blend blend where where our heart is and what we know about scriptures, along with logic, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is what we can see. And there's right. math behind some of these moves. And there's some of these things that are just simply completely unsustainable, right? And so when you when you take that leap of faith and you know that it's blended with with a faith decision that it's blended with logic when there's math behind it. Now mm-hmm. we can have confidence moving forward. So we don't have to operate out of fear. And and this is where mm-hmm. we've got a lot of stuff happening right now in the inflationary world. I mean, True. I was talking to my mom, you, you all know my mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was talking to her over the weekend and she said, Kirk, you've been, I've been watching you on flyover with David and Stacy. <laughs> I never miss a show. Wow. And you're talking about inflation. She said, I have a little story for you. And I said, okay, tell me the story. So we can shout out, it. shout out to mom. There. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to mom. So she's buying eggs. Um, and they, they used to be 87 cents a dozen at the store that she'd went to. They're, they're now like $2.83 in pretty short order. Mm-hmm. So it's like nine, eighteen, twenty-seven, right? Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. three times the price mm-hmm. on eggs. Ridiculous. So it's like, why, why would the price of eggs go up so much? Well, 
because the price of everything that goes into producing an egg goes up. Granted, it's like just the two chickens get together, make the egg, right? But you've got fertilizer that mm-hmm. actually the, the farmers have to use yeah. for, for the grain. That's gone up. The price of grain has yeah. gone up. The price of gas is going through the roof for the tractors and, and the transportation and everything else and to make the cardboard boxes for the eggs. I mean, this is an inflationary spiral that, that is going to actually be so extreme that, that I don't think people actually have any kind of clue as, as to what's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Then you start to hear the word stagflation like yeah. we had in the late 70s. And, and there was like, what is even stagflation? But before we get to the stagflation, I, I, I wanted to, to talk about something real quick, which is a few weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago now, we talked about Russia and um, India getting rid, making the first nail in the coffin, getting rid of the petrodollar, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, so and, and we had said, the three of us were talking on the show and we said, in a world where there's no guarantees, this is the guarantee that that's not the last country, it's the first. Right. There's mm-hmm. going to be country after country after country. So, so last week, Poland and Russia told Poland, it's like, hey, Poland, if you want to buy natural gas, well, you're going to have to pay for it in rubles or else we're just turning it off. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, second nail in the coffin. Then I was do- doing some Thanks. research this weekend. Israel is now not taking petrodollars for, for it's like, oh my word, it, it, it's, it's, oh. and, and, and they're, they're an ally, right? It's mm-hmm. like, what? They're, they're sticking it to the West too. I mean, the days for the dollar are, are numbered. Our, our reserve mm-hmm. currency is over. And so therefore we're going to have massive inflation because they're going to have to print mm-hmm. their way out of it. The Brandon administration is going to have to go to the Fed and say, hey, we have no more capital coming in anymore because there's no built-in demand for the dollar. So we're going to have to print our way out of it to fund entitlements and welfare and women, infant, children programs and food mm-hmm. stamps, raise the debt ceiling and everything else, right? So that's inflation. Inflation is nothing more than an increasing money supply and prices have to respond to a devalued junk currency, monopoly money paying for everything. That's why the prices go up. They just mm-hmm. require more of that for that. So that part of the word stagflation is the flation part. Okay. Okay. That's the rising prices mm-hmm. is the flation part. What's the stag part of that right. word? Well, that has to do with the business cycle. So, so normal business words that we would use would be recession or depression. That has to do with the business cycle. That has to do with with slowing down of the economy, slowing down of output, slowing down of spending. And, you know, the somebody had told me this silly joke, but it's like, well, what's the difference between a recession and a depression? Well, there, it's a, a recession is when your neighbor loses their job and a depression is when you lose your job. Oh, yeah. man, that's true. The closer it gets to the rings to you, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Well, that's affecting me no, now. Stuff, yeah. got, stuff just got real. Yep. No, but that but that's just the realness of it. But but really, um, a, a, re, a depression is no more than two quarters, like six months, two quarters of of declining output. Then after you have two quarters of declining output, you have a depression, right? So so we are technically two quarters into a declining business activity. Actually, it's it's a little bit more than that, but they mask it with, with right. COVID type junk, mm-hmm. right? So, and you've been saying so, this for a long time. Yeah, I mean, calling you've been calling this shot for some time. 
I, we have been, I mean, because it's not rocket science, mm-hmm. but, but it, it's like, so you've got declining business activity. People are spending less when people spend less corporate revenues come down and corporate revenues come down, stock prices come down. This is why we're seeing stock prices come down, but, but we, we had stagflation in the late seventies. And so, so what was that? If you all can remember all of the viewers out there, what it was like in the late seventies, a lot of people were unemployed. The highest income tax bracket, no stinking joke, was 90%. It's like, what is this? The USS of A? I mean, seriously, right. those are like communist level. Wow. But that was the highest, highest income tax bracket. And people are screaming bloody murder today that, that you know, the highest tax bracket's like, oh, it's like 30 something. It's like, what? Well, and they're being hit from every direction because they have the taxes. And then, you know, a mortgage was 18%, 19%. I talked to a neighbor yesterday. He talked about 1980, he got a mortgage for 22%. Wow. Yeah. You know, See, was, but, was the interest on his home. And this isn't, you know, some crackhead. You know, this was this was the going rate. This wasn't right. some outlier with poor credit. That was the rate. Mm-hmm. That, that was the rate. But that was the effect of a, of a prolonged period of stagflation. So you had people not working. You had prices going through the roof. Because there was no taxable revenue when the when the economy slowed down for a long time, well, then what? Sales tax revenues came down as people weren't working. Mm-hmm. The price of real estate had to come down, so property tax revenues came down. Municipalities, state governments, they didn't have enough revenue, right? They had so taxes had to go through the ceiling, and so so when taxes went up, people spent even less. Do you see? It's like it's a chicken and the egg scenario. Mm-hmm. Which Yep. But it was all this amplified thing. Every solution that they tried to do to get us out of that stagnant economy had the worst effect because the, the more sluggish the economy got, mm. the more the stupid government officials at the time said, we got to raise taxes. We've got to raise taxes because there's not enough revenue coming in. But if we raise taxes, at least we'll get more. But here's the thing. When people are living at the margin like they are mm-hmm. right now and like they were back then, you raise taxes and all it does is it, is, is it decreases people's bottom line so they spend less. Right. When people are flush with cash, let's say your wallet were just really thick and taxes go up, it's like, I don't care what taxes are. I've got so much money, I'm going to continue to spend it, right? Mm-hmm. Taxes don't matter when you have that much. But when people are living at the margin – Increasing the tax rate only has the net effect of decreasing their bottom line and they spend less. Mm. This is what's called the Laffer curve. And I think we've talked about this once mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. Show, but, but it's, it's paramount to this stagflation talk that we're having because the, the immediate government response is to raise taxes during times of higher prices and sluggish economy to try to generate more revenue. Mm-hmm. But when you're living at the margin, you're going to get diminishing returns from your taxes. And this is the problem. This Makes is the sense. problem. This is where we are with the government. So whenever whenever Biden or whoever's calling the shots says, hey, we're going to raise taxes, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They, they truly don't get it because the way that you grow an economy out of a stagflation is what Reagan did, is what Paul Volcker, who was chairman of the Fed, did mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And David, that's referring to what you just mentioned. They had to raise interest rates very high to slow down that that rampant inflation that they couldn't control. Well, that did. It slowed it down because because back then people didn't carry too much debt, Mm. right? So if you raise interest rates and people don't have a lot of debt, it doesn't really impact you 
except it raises the cost of borrowing. So you're not going right. to spend as much right. price to start to come down. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the pickle. We're in debt up to our eyeballs right now. You raise rates now too much. It will kill the economy. But that really is one of the only policy mechanisms that they have to slow down runaway inflation. This is where we're headed. And so what you mentioned, David, is that what's going to come after the stagflation period, which is sky high interest rates, which is going to it's going to get worse before it gets better is is basically what we're trying to say. So this is this is the problem. And then what else could they do to try to get out of stagflation? Well, it's what they tried to do back then, too. They printed more money Mm -hmm. because if there's not enough government revenues come in because the economy slowed down. You still have to pay for all those entitlements, all those those stimulus programs, all that raise the debt ceiling, everything else, infrastructure, all of that. So you just have to print your way out of it. This is the horrible problem that we're in right now as a country because we have to do all of this when we're already in debt up to our eyeballs. Man. And in, and, and, so, in debt as a government, in yep. debt corporately, and in debt individually. Yep. All so, of the above. So, yep. Dr. Kirk, what do we do to protect ourselves? Well, you, you do what – so you, you look at what the billionaires are doing, right? Elon Musk mm-hmm. said you buy things because things go up with inflation, and that would be gold and silver. Um, Warren Buffett said, just like this morning, he said, I wouldn't buy all of the Bitcoin in the world for even $25 <laughs> because wow. it doesn't produce anything. Right. right? Wow. So, so what are those two guys saying? They're saying, and they're they're brilliant investors, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, you don't have to agree with their politics at all. Although I do love what Elon Musk is doing and bringing freedom of speech back to social media. I think that part's cool. Yep. I just don't like the chips he wants to put in everybody's head. Right, right. right. So, exactly. Yeah, more than one thing can be true at the same time. Yep. Yeah, yep. don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because he's, he's a brilliant guy still. But, but so you invest in things and you invest in something. What Warren Buffett was saying, you invest in something that's real. Mm-hmm. That's the gist of behind what he was saying. This is where gold and silver come in. Gold and silver are poised for massive growth because of the inflationary pressures where everything else is poised for massive contraction. That's what we do. Minimize risk, mm-hmm. maximize our return, go into tangible assets like silver, give our office a call or go to the link that you have on there and we'll, we'll do a free consultation with you to get you in the right place at the right time. That is so good. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information as you scroll down, the great information there, videos you can watch, and then you scroll down, fill out your information. Somebody from Dr. Kirk's team will give you a call, or you can call 720-605-3900. Again, 720-605-3900. Thank you so much, Dr. Kirk, for your time. We really appreciate it. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.